This is the Don't Forget to Breathe podcast. In these episodes, we discuss grief, emotions, mental health, loss, trauma, and death of loved ones. There may be triggers that touch pain and other emotions within you. We just want you to be aware before you listen. We hope this podcast will help you on your journey to emotional health. Welcome to Don't Forget to Breathe. I'm Bruce Barker, along with my co-host, Rena Collins. Hey, Rena. Hey, Bruce. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Rena? Oh, I've had an interesting week like we've been chatting about and planning tonight's topic and and uh, just how it's come up and how it's applying for me this week. So, yeah, it's been interesting. Well, we'll get into some of that. And, and so the topic that we are going to talk about, um, as you obviously know if you've clicked on this episode, it's about, it's called doing the work. And so the question that gets posed, and and I've had it posed to me is, and I've even asked the question, it's like, what do you mean by doing the work? What is doing the work? Um, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Like, um, it it's probably different for each person, what that means in doing the work, and also how deep you get into it. Um, but yeah, we're going to dive into that, like what it means to do the work. So Rena, from your professional position as a certified grief specialist, and someone asks you this question just in general, what does it mean by doing the work? For me, it means, um, showing up for yourself to allow the emotions to be acknowledged for your heart to be validated for all of the things to be felt. Um, I mean, we're wired as human beings to move away from pain, you know, think how fast you, you move away without thinking from grabbing something hot in the stove or how your instinct is to run out of a burning building or, to just avoid pain, right? Because pain means yeah. danger. Yeah, you run. And that's physical pain. So when your brain is wired, when your ego is wired to do that, and then you have this overwhelming pain of grief and loss, you're wired to move away from that, okay? Or not mm-hmm. feel it. Or you are you distract by those, as we call them, stirbs, right? Those behaviors. So, And they're all unconscious things that we do to not feel pain. Mm-hmm. So when we're wired to move away from pain, doing the work for me means very intentionally walking towards it with the goal of acknowledging it, validating it, naming it, feeling it, and healing it. Because we can't really heal what we won't allow ourselves to feel and validate, what we keep stuffing away. So for me, and it's it's literally showing up for your pain to heal and to walk towards it. And allow yourself to feel it because it feels pretty overwhelming at times. And sure, I'd rather be running away from it this week. You know, I'd rather not be walking into it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I know that's it's going to ultimately serve me to walk towards it. 
Right. And the thing is, nobody can tell you when it's the time to do it. We can't look at somebody and say, you need to go see a counselor or you need to go deal with this pain or you need to go do that. Because mm -hmm. I remember when people were telling me, you need to go to compassionate friends, you need to do this. I wasn't ready. It right. needed to be when I felt like I could. Um, it couldn't be anybody else's timing or demand on me. And so to honor that place for people when they do feel ready to walk towards the pain, to be there with them. Um, so for me, it's it's about knowing that, honoring that, honoring the timing. And then when the timing feels right, you, you do walk towards it. Um, and like, you know, we were chatting earlier, there's different levels of doing that. It might be reaching out to a friend. It might be. Um, going to see a counselor, it might be finding a grief recovery specialist like me, it might be reading a book. It's whatever steps we can take that we feel ready for in the moment to let this, the pain, the the grief be acknowledged, um, validated. And um, for me this week, it's been knowing that I need to and being intentional about it because I have the tools. Mm -hmm. Um it's been intentionally choosing to apply the tools. As I was just laughing with you there, now I'm on here doing this yeah. podcast uh -huh. with you. And I said, uh, I'd kind of rather be in bed with some chocolates and jalapeno chips right now. Um, but I had to say to myself, you know, how will that serve me? Or it might serve me in the moment, sure, to distract me from feeling the pain. Um, but I feel this is a better, better way for me to... Um, to hold space for my own grief and, and, and pain this week um, is to let myself feel it and name it. Um, well, I, I mean, you know, we've talked about <clears throat> that there's no one set of, um, and you just mentioned, there's no one set rule or way that, mm -hmm. that we should do that. I can confidently say that if I were to go with, um, chocolate and jalapeno chips that Pepsid would be my next step. So that wouldn't work for me, but I mean, all right. So kidding aside, uh -huh. when, like when Kristen died, I ran from it. I ran from right. it uh -huh. for years. Uh -huh. Like I did not, I thought I was doing, uh -huh. you know, making some effort, but it was, um, it was not, with my heart, it was with my head. Like, right. okay, I'm sure I'm gonna go see a counselor or, mm -hmm. you know, and then um, a little farther down the road, yeah, I'll go to compassionate friends and, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we're not dissing on compassionate friends. I'm just saying no. it happened to be this, it happens to be this, you know, national organization. Mm -hmm. And, but I, you know, it wasn't really, as you said, showing up and being, you know, being where your feet are and your heart's there and and doing the work is being intentional about about it, about what whatever that is. Again, it might be as simple a an act as calling a friend. Mm -hmm. So um and I'd mentioned to you recently that um a friend of mine whose um, daughter I had actually coached several years ago 
Um, she died within the last year, and then um, he reached out to me um, probably about a month or so ago, and we had that, you know, we met for coffee and just had some real, honest, raw, um, tear-filled conversations, mm-hmm. right? And then toward the end, he goes, you know, you mentioned, I've heard you on your podcast, and you even mentioned it today about doing the work. He goes, I don't understand what that is. What? How do I do the work? What is doing the work? And I said, you already started. You called me and you said, mm-hmm. hey, can we meet? And we're meeting and we're talking. That's the beginning. That's doing yeah. the work. Um, and then that, again, that can go into different stages. So mm-hmm. whether that's um, then advancing that and meeting um, with someone like you, a certified grief specialist, or seeing um, a therapist or a counselor, which I'm doing right now. I've started doing that again, and and I'm doing the work, and it is. It's, you know, it's, you open up the wound, but that's right. the only way you can clean it out, right? Yeah. And, I mean, you know, you see that stuff on movies and television, you know, where, you know, this enactment of, of there's this big wound and and then they're pouring stuff in it and we have to clean it out. We have to rinse it out. We have, you know, we have to get the, the bacteria out of there. We got to get the bad stuff. And, you know, they're just screaming and writhing in pain. And that's really about what this seems like and can feel like. And it depends on, on the person. And it depends on the timing. I mean, if you try to do this like immediately after, you know, a loss and the beginning stage of grief, that is like, it is raw. And, mm-hmm. and it really, it, it really hurts. Um, doesn't necessarily mean it hurts any less if you wait a week or two or three months or six months or a year or two years or five years, or whatever it is, it still needs to get cleaned out. And it is gonna hurt because it's the only way that it can heal properly, right? And that's what right. we're trying to do. Right. Is do the sure? work and heal our heal our hearts, heal our emotions. And you know, you diving into um a loss and a grief that you know you've experienced this week, it's raw stuff and it's and yeah, being in bed with um I mean I would go with Cheetos if it were me, but <laughs> I you know, I I understand that that running away from it is easy. That's definitely the easy way. And um, avoiding avoiding it, but also, you know, you'd mentioned, um, and I had done the same thing, you know, when we had talked, you know, pr- um, prior to recording about like bills and things. Mm-hmm. Like where, you know what, I don't care. I don't care if it's late. I don't care. I just didn't care, you know? And that's, that is, I don't know. That's about as normal as it gets, it seems to me, as a reaction. But it's part, it. but wouldn't you say that that's still running away from it? I mean, if you're, if you're in a don't, I don't care to do, I don't care to be responsible, you know, quote unquote, for, you know, these obligations, like you just really don't care. Like what would you, what would you call that? I mean, that's avoiding work, right? But what is that? 
for me, I see that a little differently or quite differently, actually. So for me, I haven't really felt that about the bills this week. That was more after the boys died. Right, right. Um, that, that hasn't been present this week. Um, but for me, it's just lack of bandwidth. So mm. it's like when the boys died, especially this happened last time with Phil dying. Um, there was no bandwidth for that. Um, my whole world had just ended and collapsed. So things like doing the laundry or um, paying bills or whatever just didn't register. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think it, it, it wasn't like I was running away from it. They just didn't make it onto any kind of to-do list. Mm. Um, staying, breathing and focusing and showing up because right after Phil died, I was right back to work. I was in three different schools, classes at that time. So any bandwidth I had was going there um, because grief robs you of your memory. It robs you of your focus and your concentration. So again, there's only so much bandwidth that your brain can handle because it's trying to deal with this overwhelming loss and grief. So for me, I don't know if that's so much running away from things as in, or it's just more that it didn't register. Mm -hmm. If the world had ended, who cared about pills, right, yeah. you know? Um, so my best friend came over and she sat down with me at the table and had the pile of bills and she sat down, she took care of those. She just handed me the checkbook and the pen and said, sign this, sign this, sign this, sign this. She did all the writing, the amounts, put stamps in the envelopes. She did that for a couple of months until I had that focus to even have that, the, the capacity really to... Mm -hmm think about that it just didn't make it onto uh and and you know a client earlier today that i saw we were talking about this and she brought that up and i said do you mind if i share that tonight i'm recording a podcast and and she said no go ahead because it seems to be a common thing is just there's just no bandwidth there's no capacity for those kinds of things mm -hmm. so um yeah, it's just that kind of practical stuff just doesn't make it into into the understanding at all of being important. Yeah. So, but I haven't had that this week. <laughs> that's, well, that's a positive. I haven't had that this week. I've had different things, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just been a different form. And like you and I had talked about last week, it, this all ties in, you know, different forms of loss. It's not a death, although I did have Correct. the death of a friend this week too. So um, there was that, but then this is a loss. It's a betrayal. It's a loss of future. It's a loss of trust, a loss of hope, um, a loss of a life that, you know, I thought I was planning with somebody, a loss of uh, trust, loss of safety. Mm -hmm. Um, so in this one loss, like we were talking about last week, there can be multiple losses, you know, interwoven in that, um, not just the loss of this relationship. So just a lot of things to be walking towards feeling, um, and being intentional about doing that and, and really giving a name to what I'm feeling instead of eating my feelings or choosing to stir my way out of them a different way. You know, right. it's like, I, I think I, we've talked about, you know, my stirbs before you, you and I have talked about it too, mm -hmm. but, and before, you know, when the boys died, it was going to target and keeping the house cluttered. So I'm not doing that this week. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because I've actually kind of taken the taken the power from the you know those things just by naming the emotions that they were stopping me from feeling. So when I was feeling like chocolate <laughs> this week and chips, <laughs> I thought, yeah. let's be intentional. What am I trying not to feel right now? What emotion are they trying to stop me from going towards? Like pulling my hand from the stove. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to let my heart name what was going on. So, wow, because chocolate would distract me in the moment for sure, but then, <laughs> then I'd still feel it. And so, you know, without getting into, I mean, you. You certainly gave an overview, and people can read between the lines. But um, what? And, and we talked briefly about this, but so why not this week? Why not just grab the chocolates and and jalapeno chips? What is what is driving you to? walk right into the pain and walk right into the grief and, and do the work. So what's your so, motivation? I don't know if the right, is that the right word or, but I think it's a great word and it's a great question. Cause I've been asking myself too, what's different. And I feel a lot of it is because I have the tools now. I have the tools to name the emotions. I have the tools from grief recovery to, to, um, to know that, that those chips and chocolate would have tasted really good in the moment, but they are literally just deflecting me from feeling the pain. Mm -hmm. And I know the pain is still going to be there. Um, and then because I know, you know, illness and uh, different things can manifest during grief because we stop taking care of ourselves. We stop taking our vitamins. We, we don't have that bandwidth. We start to eat poorly. We, and we don't need our vegetables. We don't have that bandwidth. I just really made a decision to be intentional to do the work. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it was really interesting that when you mentioned and said, hey, Rena, this question has come up. Can we talk about this? And I thought, well, this is really perfect timing because I've been thinking this week and feeling I need to intentionally do the work this week so I don't slip into old patterns of using stirbs not to feel the pain and just literally putting off the healing that needs to take place that I know needs to take place. Mm -hmm. um, and that ultimately I will feel better if I allow myself to walk towards this pain and the chips and the chocolate are just serving as distractions. That's all. And I don't want to be distracted. So this, um, you know, this could take it in, in a direction that if someone were to do this program, right? Do the, the grief recovery mm -hmm. program. One of the things besides doing the work with, with what is currently, what is currently happening in their journey, right? Mm -hmm. So whether that's the loss of a child, which most, you know, those that are listening are, are going to, you know, fall into that category or, or, um, or a spouse or, or, or a loved one, um, you know, a sibling that it's not like a one and done thing No, that now that those tools are there. So that's what you're mm -hmm. benefiting from this week right. is if you want to call it a benefit, 
that you know the tools, you've done that to then to step into that grief and step toward that pain right now because you have mm-hmm. the tools, you've gone through the process. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a, it, um, I don't know, endorsement's not the right word necessarily, but it, it sort of is an, an endorsement of, of doing the, doing this program or doing the work, whatever that might be, because there will still be more loss. Right. Right. So whether right. like in, in your case that, that you had said, oh, well, that can't happen again. And right. then that can't happen again. Mm-hmm. But um, with, with anyone else, again, it's, um, you know, a friend dying, you know, mm-hmm. I had two friends die in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, you just mentioned finding out about a, a friend that died this week. And, and so that's going to continue to happen right. as we live, mm-hmm. right. Or a pet or a job yeah. or so many things that we, we started really diving into last week. So mm-hmm. it's going to be there. So it's, um, it is something to have in your, you know, to have inside you mm-hmm. to be able to weather the continued storms that, that will come up on, on your life's journey. For sure. You know, even though, even though those of us who have, have had children who have died are on, you know, we know we're on a life journey of grief and recovery along the way, but there's going to be those, those moments. And just even, even being in a position, um, you know, I can speak to, um, you know, a friend, um, you know, that, um, had lost a spouse, a spouse had died suddenly. And, you know, so I've been there a couple of times and, you know, people are trying to say the right thing. They, so they think, you know, or whatever. And, um, you know, and she would look to me and, and go like, no, you know what this is. And, and I'm really just there, right? I'm not saying anything unless she really asks me because I know that it's really just about being present and being mm-hmm. there. But um, what what I was able to do is just be able to be honest, right? So nobody's blowing smoke, you know? Nobody's just, again, like like we t- had in another episode, just saying stupid shit, right? Mm-hmm. But just being there and being real and knowing that it's a long, a long journey. But what I did notice, um, and and really the same for my wife, because of of loss that she has experienced, and that it seemed to be that it left us because we are are acquainted with and know this level of of loss and grief. Um, it seemed like more of a feeling of helplessness, mm-hmm. like you know where where somebody can say something you know and think they're helping mm-hmm. right you know all the little things or and and think that it's helping and and they drive away and they go home and think you know maybe i maybe i maybe I helped a little bit right 
And we're driving home and going, I just feel helpless because we know there is nothing that we can say to change anything. So hmm. it, it does present itself with more of a, of a feeling of helplessness. But knowing that, knowing that that's real and that's reality and not going with some, you know, fantasy of, oh, I'm helping, you know, because I, I think I said the right thing. I think right. that's going to be helpful. But to just be real and know. So while it, it, it might be a feeling of helplessness, it's still, um, it's authentic. You know, it's an authentic feeling. So when you walk toward your pain and your your grief and the hurt, that's real. That's authentic. That's, you can't fluff that. Nope. You know? No fluffing this week. No. <laughs> no, no fluffing for sure. It's just been walking and walking towards it and and you you know you bring up so many good points too it's it's um you know it's it's really being present for somebody it's not trying to say the perfect thing it's just being present um listening um and uh you know as we said you know not using the intellectual fact i've been very thankful this week that i haven't heard um you know, there's plenty more fish in the sea or um, <laughs> yada, 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 you yeah. know. Um, and and so a lot of that is, you know, because of the work that I've been doing and and uh, creating that space where it's the ripple effect of having to of having done this work, you know, and, and you're right. It's I feel like I have the tools. It's not like I did the program. um in 2017 for Phil, and then I did it again in July and, and, and did it with my mom's death um, and have done it since for other losses. It's not like I can learn the tools and forget them. I have this inbuilt mm -hmm. awareness now of, oh, this is what you're doing. Um, because before I was, <clears throat> excuse me, going to Target for weeks and months afterwards and, you know, disturbs. And they were completely unconscious until I did the program and thought, oh, wait, that's what that is. So now I'm just into this process, this loss a few days. And um, I'm being very intentional about doing the work of not allowing those disturbs to creep up. Because it may not necessarily be the same ones that I used when the boys died, but it mm -hmm. would be something that was new and different that was stopping me from feeling the pain of this betrayal and loss. So I'm just being really intentional and a lot of doing the work is letting my heart be valid validated and acknowledged and felt instead of stuffing the emotions away with some kind of a distraction. Well, so like you said, it's that's <clears throat> that's what we're built to do. Run away mm -hmm. from the pain. If it's right. hot, you run. If there's, right. you know, the, the fight or flight thing, like when there's danger, there's pain, there's something you run. Right. Right. You run. And we're just saying fight, right? Fight for yourself. Fight walk, for your walk heart. It. Walk towards it. Walk towards it. Name it. Because mm -hmm. once I named the emotions that were causing me to go to Target and keep the house and the car cluttered, once I gave name to them, it removed their power. You know? It, mm. 
I didn't need to do those things anymore because I had faced them. I had named them. I had let myself acknowledge that those things I was trying not to acknowledge and feel and heal um, were, were loneliness and aloneness. Mm-hmm. So I've had to really walk towards letting my heart this week name all of those hard, hard, big emotions um, so that I don't feel the need to find some way to distract me from them. So, because believe me, all I wanted were those chocolates <laughs> and chips on Sunday, <laughs> you know, and it just had to be an intentional choice to choose the smoothie and the salad. <laughs> because I thought, well, that's what I need right now. Those are the things that I need, the, 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 the healthy choices, um, because also choosing those and acknowledging my heart was going to not allow those chips and chocolate to become habit of not feeling those emotions. So, well, you know. the next time I'm in Tennessee, or if you come to Colorado, uh-huh. I'll make it a point to get chocolate and jalapeno chips, <laughs> and just see what that combination is like. I'll I'll have to do that with you there, um, just so you can see my face and see. Oh, is this pleasant and wonderful or? He's running for the Pepsid right now. <laughs> I would say never do anything that makes you take the Pepsid. <laughs> That's the health coach part of me coming in. But, you know, the thing is, too, yeah. that, and, and I want to bring this up because it's really important. Um, you know, Sturbs, those distractions, they serve a purpose in the moment. Okay. They're, they're actually mm-hmm. protective. Okay. And, you know, the first time if somebody goes through the program and looks at Sturbs, it can bring up a lot of shame and blame for mm-hmm. needing to do those things. It's normal to do those things. It is normal to have a way to move away from pain. And it's why I always share my Sturbs with clients too. This is what I did. This is what I did. This is what I would choose to do not to feel pain. It was unconscious. Mm-hmm. It's what we know. So, Lots of self-compassion, lots of grace, um, and and knowing that that's what we're wired to do is to avoid feeling pain, be it physical or emotional, right? So, not to feel shame, blame, or hate on oneself for needing to do something like that in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. So, if I had chosen to do that this week, that would have been okay, too. It's just that I wanted to to begin to do the work this week to heal from this loss, um, and I and I happen to have gone through the program a few times, so I have the awareness and I have the tools. So, but for folks who haven't and who do need their chocolate or their <laughs> whatever in the moment, you know, to not beat themselves up over those times when they've needed it. Because that can bring a lot of negative emotion, you know, a lot of shame. And that just adds to the pain. Yeah. Shame is a a horrible thing. And we'll, um, we can talk about that another time. Mm -hmm. But it is, it is a, um, shame sucks the life out of you. And, Mm -hmm. and not... And it's not, um, it's not, I don't know. We'll talk about that another time, but I am, I am very appreciative and 
of you being vulnerable and raw and sharing with our listeners um, of what you're you're working on this week, mm-hmm. and I believe that that is is definitely going to to help. Um, and and instead of um, sending people to the website to send us emails, because I'm understanding there's some link issues. Here's our email. So if you want to reach out to me, if you want to reach out to Rena, it's just real simple. It's either Rena at don't forget to breathe podcast.com or Bruce at don't forget to breathe podcast.com. Um, because there's probably some things that we've said and, and talked about in other episodes and then even especially tonight. Um, feel free, reach out, um, uh, with comment, with a question, um, whatever that might be. Um, and to get more information um, about um, the grief recovery program that that uh, we've been talking about and that, um, that Rena is trained in as a grief recovery specialist because obviously, like she just said, she has the tools from doing that to be able to walk into um, walk into that pain this week. And again, it's going, there's just going to be loss of mm-hmm. various kinds, like we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep coming yeah, um, in one form or another. And if you have the tools, it makes that, that journey a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. So. A little bit easier to, you know, do the work. Yeah, do the work. Do the work. Hold the heart. It's basically holding the heart safe. So well, again, Rena, thank you for sharing and and just being raw and and letting people in. And I appreciate that. And I am sorry that you're that that happened to you, and that you're having to do the work this week. Thank you. Yeah. It felt important to let people in and not to be pretending that, you know, that we don't have loss, that we don't hurt. So if I had a broken leg, I'd be saying, hey, Bruce, (laughs) broke my leg this week. (laughs) You know, have a cast managing, you know, that's, that's always kind of easier to share sometimes, you know, or for folks to receive. But this week, it's kind of my heart that's my heart that's bruised and injured this week so feels important to make that as easy for folks to share and let people into that space than it does with a broken leg so thank you sure thing all right so we're gonna we'll wrap it up for this evening and again thanks for listening please uh you know share this spread the word um because this really just it's just all about helping people Mm-hmm. And because yeah, there's sure. always, there's someone grieving, someone you'll see plenty of people throughout your day. Always. 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 All right. All right Thanks good night, again. Bruce. Good night.